Now I'm going to lead a short analytical meditation, more like as a way to show you how to do it, how in the tradition of Lama Tsongkhapa, uh, you meditate upon the emptiness of the self. And the first step in, in Lama Tsongkhapa's way to meditate is to identify the object of negation. So that is that that sense of a central position, which is permanent, which is singular, and which is separate, autonomous. So that's the first step. The second step is, okay, I have a sense of this, and as I said, it takes time. Sometimes a bit hidden. And it's slippery. So we shouldn't start with the analytical too early. Otherwise you're not going to find uh, what does not exist. (laughs) Of course you don't find it because it does not exist. Yeah. But what we want to find is the sense. Yeah. It's a slippery thing. If you look too close, it disappears because it does not exist. So that's the first step. The second step is then, okay, if there is a, a solid, separate, permanent self, it needs to be findable when we look for it. There's two possibilities. Either it's here or it's there. Boom. So don't go into hidden dimension or, you know, maybe the higher self lives on the Venus or something like that. It's either here or there. Boom. So I don't think it makes sense for me to look for Stefan on the table. Yeah. So kind of, it's a bit, I mean, we can do it. But, uh, so I think. It's more likely, if it exists, that it is somewhere here. Yeah? And uh, one way to describe this, what is could called, what could be called a person, is to talk about the five aggregates. The five? five aggregates. It's just like a way to divide this. Yeah? Uh, but to make it even more simple, we divide this into body and mind. So if that thing, the self, that one which you protect, exists, it should be findable either in the body or in the mind. So now the possibility is that your mind goes again into, yeah, but it's the whole thing. It's like interconnected, you know, like this nice conceptual story which you read somewhere. Yeah, in a Buddhist book, and you liked it. And, and of course, there's a bit of truth in that, but that's not what we are right now interested in. We, right now, we are not interested in how you might exist or what you could call me. Yeah, We are interested in, is there a sense of a solid identification with the central position or not? And maybe there's not. 
So it, it has to be a bit of an open, open question for you. And then we look. We look in the body, we look in the mind. And then if we don't find it within the body and in the mind, it does not exist. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Don't go with the baby boomer mind into, yeah, but maybe I have not thought about something else. A postmodern mind, you know. Hey, maybe it's like, maybe in a book somewhere there says uh, something I don't know yet. Yeah? So it's like, you know, this kind of decipher, uh, to be decisive. Like, okay, come to a conclusion. So if it exists, it should be findable. Yeah, but maybe it exists, but I can't find it. Yes, if if it exists, it should be findable. And closer you look, more clearer it should become. So that's what we do, and you know, it's more like now just showing you. So we are not like having a lot of time, and we are tired anyway. So there is probably not a lot of. So now, you could respond to this. Who cares? Then we need to go back to the uh, to the discussion on why you should care. Then you could think, yeah, but how does that help me with my feelings? I'm here to you know get a better handle on stress. Yeah, that's exactly where your stress comes from, according to the Buddhist teachings. So of course, there's something to explore here and to confirm in your own. On, in your own experience. Then, another danger here is, wow, this is so boring. I know that there is no self. Why should I look? No, that's like the more experienced people who have done this meditation twice and, <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 uh, and they have a kind of Kind of understanding, yeah? And yeah, and then why should I look? I, it would be stupid to waste my time to look for something which I already know I'm not going to find. This is, this is, this is a mistake. This is a big mistake. You have to do this meditation with the same passion for years and years and years. Because what you want to undermine is a very, is like a, subconscious holding on on that central position. And you need to not find it again and again and again. And that not finding should impact you. Even if you don't already know, it, you're not going to find it. It should still impact you. It's like, wow, what the heck I'm worrying about this picture on Facebook which is full of pimples. Why am I doing this? So, that is a proof. Uh, there is something there. Yeah? So, seeking and not finding. Seeking and not finding. And then, wow. 
Wow. And next day, again, oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know, this kind of meditation is not for, it's not like, uh, it's not necessarily something which will um, be uh, useful for you right now. So that's also, so we have to also accept that. We have different needs, different preferences. Um, so it's also about playing and testing. Okay, is that something which can give me relief? <coughs> For example, you put a, a picture on Facebook full of pimples by mistake. And you get stressed by it. So then, reflecting on, oh, what is it what I want to defend here? What is that? So then you look for that, you know, for that image you want to present, which is part often of with part of this identification. So, and then if you notice that that kind of meditation can make you more relaxed, a little bit more relaxed. I mean, we are not talking about awakening or something like that. A bit, a bit more humor about it. A bit more relaxed. Wow, yeah, I'm really, I'm so attached to the image. I want to present a certain image to people. Yeah? And then if, if, if you feel, wow, yeah, we all do it, like, you know, yeah, so I'm still do it, but, you know, I don't take it so serious. Something like that. So let's uh, do that. Let's take some moments, some minutes to reconnect with the body and the breath. So here reconnecting does not mean to calm down, but to give space to what is. And a little shift from the head into the body. The feet, the legs, the belly, the hands the trunk of your body, the shoulders, a moment of appreciating the aliveness, the flow of energy, and let it flow wherever it wants to go. And if you notice that you get entangled, you gravitate towards the sensations, the sounds, gravitate to what is happening, away from fantasy to reality. Turning with the out-breath, maybe releasing some of the effort, some of the tension in the belly and in the shoulders particularly. And then we call upon the presence of the Madhyamaka masters, qualified 
Mahayana masters, male and female. His Holiness, Gopala Lama, Lama Sopa, Lama Yeshe, Shantideva, Nakajuna. And we ask for their blessings. Lama Tsongkhapa. Also reconnecting with the altruistic intention. If I want to grow up and wake up, I need to see how things really are. For the benefit of all. In order to stop to add to the violence in this world, I need to realize emptiness. Stopping to eat meat is good, but not good enough. So, and then the first step in this meditation is to identify the object of negation, the object of refutation. And one way to do this is to remember or to imagine a situation where you are accused, where you're criticized, where someone says to you, you are lying. And you feel the response, how dare you to say this to me, to me. So you can even exaggerate this a bit into the sense of self-righteousness. So, and then with a bit of a you know, a bit relaxed mind, with a bit of a curiosity, you try to get a sense of that me, that self-righteous me. How dare you to say this to me, me, the holy person, the good person. That, that kind of bit puffed up self-righteous. That sense of this self, how does it appear to you? What are you referring to when you say me? How dare you to say this to me? What is the reference object of that word me? So 
So you stay a bit connected with the breath, so you don't get lost in some philosophical debate. And you just look, you feel, getting a sense of the self. What is the sense of the self? How does it appear? So moving on into another example, um, you know, the I'm not good enough self, or you know, the sense of self which is mixed with I'm not good enough. So if you connect with that, maybe with a situation where it was particularly strong. So the I, you know, the I which is not good enough. How does that appear to you? The sense of the not a good enough self. Be satisfied with a kind of vague vague like not not very concrete So okay, so that that is you know the way you slowly slowly become accustomed to that sense of self and also to the stories which are connected with it, or the stories embedding it, maybe together with your history and the sense it was always like this, and so there's also different conceptual layers to to the sense of self. So now, you keep a bit an eye on that. So now, if that miserable eye, let's take that as an example, the miserable eye, if that exists, it should be findable within the body-mind complex. And that's what we do now. So we look. So we look. We don't think about it. We look. So we start with the body. One way to do this is to realize, to experience your body as a community of millions of millions of cells. So the cells of your foot, the cells of the organs, the cells in the blood, the cells in your heart, the cells in your brain. So
so this network of different communities working together and they all form together the community of the body. So with a part of your mind you keep a bit that sense of self. Or you return to it sometimes a bit. So to become aware that we are looking for a solitary for, for a singular unchanging separate I or something like which owns the body something which is somehow part of the body but also not completely it's a bit separate like you know, the self which, which could say I, I wish I would have a younger body I wish I could change my body so we, we look for that. It must be somewhere, you know, somewhere. The owner of the body must be somewhere within the body. So we look and we find many, 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 many cells. And remember, we're looking for one. We're not looking for many, we're looking for one, for the one. So is it in the bones? Is it in the belly? Is it in the shoulders? Yeah, it's the whole thing. <laughs> no. You're not looking for the whole thing. Do you have a sense that somehow you ride within the body from place to place? There is something singular, solid, unchanging, riding in the body from here to home. And we are looking for that. And when we look into the body, we just find many, many, many. You, you might, you might, kind of have, have a sense that if it exists, it sh it should be in the brain. Definitely, it's not in the foot. So when we look at the brain, what, and what do we find when we look at the brain? Many, 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 many cells, many processes, moving, changing, vibrating. So, so you do it like that, and then there comes this, wow, yeah, there's no control center. This just happened. They are happily doing their work, these communities, they don't need you. They don't need a supervisor. 
So, so you come to that moment of not finding. Not finding the center. So now, of course, we already had a sense that it's in the mind. So we look into the mind. And again, here we look. We don't think about the mind. We put the books into the shelf. We rely on our own investigation. So we look at the mind. What do we find when we look at the mind? Memories, habits, thoughts, feelings, roles, maybe your name, those thoughts coming and going. It's like a sky full of stuff coming and going. So now we're looking for the self, for the I within that. So which one is it? Your name? Your memories? Your habits? Your feelings? And then again, maybe, yeah, it's the whole thing, but that's just a thought. It's just one of the birds flying through the sky. So we, we are kind of end up in the same place. So we look for one permanent, singular, separate thing. And we find many, and not only that, that many is a complete vibration change. So we come to the same place of not finding a solid center. Not finding the one who thinks. We are not finding the one who has feelings. Feelings and thoughts happen, but there is not a one. So in that not finding, if you do it with passion, do it with interest, with curiosity, will impress you.
it's kind of a space opens. And then again, at the end of the meditation, the invitation to imagine or fake the experience of putting down the burden of self-importance. Who would you be? Who would you be if there's nothing to defend? Who would you be if there's nobody dying? For that I. Yeah. And conventionally, relatively, yes. this is very this healthy also. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't rush. Yeah? But that I which feels I need to set borders, yeah. that is that I that, that's that's what we look for then. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, 
and then you look for that. Yeah. But still, you know, setting boundaries and so on is necessary and needs to be part of the training uh, because then you can feel safe enough <coughs> to let the boundaries go. That's also what I say when I say meditation on emptiness can lead into like an overwhelm, yeah, an overwhelm, a confusion. Uh, then, if you have not set like healthy, healthy ways of functioning, uh, then then you can get into trouble. You know, where, where you would, for example, a person who uh, has not learned yet to have a good sense of herself, of her needs, of her feelings, then, then, uh, then that, that, can, that can be a, really a difficult place for, the, for that person. So, uh, yes. You, you've said that uh, there's a wisdom in anger. Yeah. And this person, this thing saying, how dare you say that to me? Mm -hmm. Is it close to that? To the to what? To the wisdom anger. Something needs yeah. to be done. Something yes. needs to be said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that would be the like the wisdom aspect of that would be. Uh, um, so the the anger is arising. So to see that as. Uh, as a signal, well, yeah, something, well, something is wrong here in this situation. Yeah. Uh, but if that impulse of how dare you to say to how dare you to say this to me is too much mingled with the dualistic split between I and the other person, and the cognitive fusion of the other person is evil because it. it She's criticizing me. Then, uh, then the anger expressed is not uh, is not coming is not constructive. You lose the aspect, the wisdom aspect of anger, when it's when it's just reactivity. Yeah. So the realization of emptiness, lessening that, so taking out the hostility and the exaggeration. Uh, makes it possible that uh, the wisdom aspect of anger is more accessible for us, like the energetic, the clarity in anger. And then, of course, if you have, uh, if you have then realized um, emptiness really deeply and completely, then something like anger will not arise anymore. But out of compassion, you might appear. You might you might appear forcefully, but there is no defensiveness in it. Like a like a mother who does not lose the heart connection with her child, and in the same time appears forcefully, because it's the right thing to do.
So as long as we have not realized emptiness deeply, in our anger there will be always the distorted, confused part. It will be always there. We can we can do work with we can do like you no know, with anger in, anger out, mindful anger, heart anger. We can work with that, and and of course that's good. But it's uh, kind of provisional. Can you say that the the self, this object that we are searching for, is uh, one of the ideas of our in our mind? Yes, uh, this is part of it. So there is a no, there is an innate sense of we are born with it. Yeah. yeah? And but then we we build like we 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 like we make it into like one layer after the next, yeah, and building up self-image, duties, guilds, you know, and it 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 gets this really inflexible, I which is in often then connected with the sense of I'm not good enough or miserable or you know something is wrong with me or shame, so. Yeah, and and that's like acquired. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the 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 innate sense of a center gets more and more inflexible and has certain qualities, and then we identify with that. Yes. I was a little tired speaking. Mm. But when you, you spoke beforehand, mm-hmm. my hand up is the, the concept of the, uh, is it in the body or in the mind? Mm-hmm. Because my my view of the body and mind is it's, it's like so interconnected. It's like the mm-hmm. mind manifests so much in the body. Yeah. So then it becomes a matter of yeah, why are these labels relevant? <laughs> they are supposed to help. Yeah, yeah but. Uh, uh you so you could say um body mind complex and also if you then go a bit deeper then you start to realize all there is is mind it's all happening in the mind and that which is happening is also in the nature of mind so the meditation is much about is it there or is it there you yeah, but no. But you can also put the two together and say, okay, if it's not there, then it does not exist. So the the this division uh, is supposed to help us to understand that we look in every possible place where where it exists. And if there's only one place for you, that's the one place you look. Maybe it's a, even a bit easier because you know you don't have to look. You don't have to look there, and then you look there, and maybe then you have forgotten that you have not found it there. Yeah, so you still hope it's there. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's maybe it's easier to say, okay, we we'll just look into one place, and the one place we look in, of course, is consciousness. There is nothing else.
yeah, I have sometimes the same, you know, like feeling. Okay, there's, you know, <laughs> it's in the body and ma- so, yeah. It's, but the, the, the consciousness, consciousness to be aware, we are aware of our body. Yeah. Oh, no, our, there is awareness, aware. yes. There is, there is an awareness of the time that all of us, since we are born. Mm-hmm. If it's not that, maybe that we identify this self with this awareness that is some do, mm-hmm. some do. So, uh, so some some people, you know, once they kind of get a sense of yeah, I'm not my feelings. Obviously not, because you know I look at them. I'm not my thoughts. Obviously not, because I look at them. Yeah, I'm not this body. Obviously, because I look at it, I feel it, and then they make this step. They kind of go meta in what is called the observer self, and they say, "Wow, I am awareness." Yeah, and that I, that is the object of negation. It's a bit. No, for some, in some spiritual traditions, that would be called enlightenment. I'm awareness. Yeah. In, in, in the Madhyamika thought, that is distorted, is confusion. Because you still identify with a subtle central position. There's still like a dualistic thing going on there. There's still a bit of a contraction. And often then this leads into like a inflation, you know? I am awareness, so wow. Because there's still uh, narcissistic tendencies in in it. Of self-importance, of of separation, so I am awareness and I know it, and oh yeah, I can help you to do the same. But it, of course, it is a step. I mean, it's an amazing step to go meta and to to entangle your sense of I from the content of your experience. So what you do in Madhyamika's thought is. So you then, so first, in that, like there is an experience, I'm the ever-present, present witness. Wow. (laughs) I'm the ever-present witness. I could also say I'm God. Yeah? So in Madhyamika thought, then, you would look, that, that I, that central position, what is that? But also, they would look, what is the awareness? And if you do that, both do not exist as solid, real, separate things. They are unfindable. So you have in Madhyamika thought, which is you know, what the Buddha taught in the Heart Sutra, you have nothing to stand on. 
no things like I'm awareness or something like that. Or it's all consciousness or it's all spirit or it's all one. Nothing like that. You don't have something like that. Because whenever you look for that, consciousness, awareness, energy, the one, you, you don't find it. And that not finding it, that's freedom. That's freedom. Last question? Yeah, but is it possible to be, because sometimes I, I can have this um, feeling of, um, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that like no thoughts or it's coming back to this contraction of I want to keep it, so that now it's doing, I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, and then, but is it possible to also to be aware that I'm, I'm aware without this dualistic, or is just happening. Yeah, so that, that would be the direct realization of emptiness. So in the direct realization and emptiness, there's no, there's nobody there who perceives, perceives emptiness. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's no, no one claiming, there's no, no, Nothing there which claims the experience. But still, there is awareness that is happening. Yes, so, I mean, yes, awareness is like, no, there is, there is awareness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but of course, when I say there is awarenessing, I al already objectify or reify that which is happening too much. So, in the direct realization of emptiness, no relative phenomena arises. No, like, yeah, oh yeah, this is awarenessing, or this is emptiness, or uh, I am realizing emptiness right now. Nothing of that. Uh, yeah, so, it's, so we have to stop now. You don't need to try to put the puzzles together, you know? So maybe you have understood some things, you know? Like, okay, yeah, so. And it takes time to put all of, all of this together, yeah? yeah? But, you know, keep on collecting. Keep on collecting the, the little bits you understand. But don't expect, uh, that in this weekend you will put the whole puzzles to, a puzzle together. This, no, but be happy with something, yeah, the, the, something which made sense for you, and then you hear it again and then again. It's 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 difficult. It's difficult to bring uh, dependent origination and what I said about emptiness and the object of refutation. It's difficult to bring that together. 
But if all the all the bits and pieces which Shantideva gives us in this text, they are part of that puzzle. But it takes time to put it together. Uh, so one uh, extra information here uh, is initially it's not possible to have to to bring the recognition of emptiness and dependent origination 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 in the same moment. So initially, for a long time, we either look into emptiness or into dependent origination. Our mind can't bring these two together. So, They are the same thing. Yeah, they are the same thing. But uh, you know, our conceptual mind can't, can't bring these two together. So, what we do is in the like, if you would be a, like a full-time meditator in the session, meditation on emptiness, not finding the object of refutation in daily life, practicing the six perfections. But then, of course, the realization, <coughs> the meditation on emptiness will support you in the practice of the six perfections. You will be much more relaxed. You will be less aggressive. You will be less reactive. You will be less greedy. Yeah. So, it's not that you just have that in the on the cushion and then it's gone. But it kind of bleeds into daily life, so daily life becomes less, you know, less serious. It becomes a bit more dreamlike, a bit more, you know, like a bit move, yeah. And and also yourself, you become more flexible, yeah, more flexible in going into different roles and playing different things and and. Also, you don't take your, you know, your horrible past so serious, and so it's like uh, it's just like it becomes everything becomes a a bit lighter, which does not mean that you devalue it. It just becomes a bit lighter, not so, not so, oh God, oh God, serious, real. So. This is in the beginning. Uh, you no, know, of course, our conceptual mind tries to bring a dependent origination and emptiness together. That's not going to work. So we need to uh, kind of uh, know that they talk about the same thing, but kind of accept that we are at the end of our possibilities with the conceptual mind. Otherwise, you freak out. If you try to 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 bring those together, but you don't have your conceptual mind has not the capacity to do so. I think there's nothing in me that wants to gain something from this. It will get nothing. It will get absolutely nothing. I will gain nothing. <laughs> 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 that is why I must lean on both cheeks. 
Yeah, that's what Trumper Rinpoche says. The realization of emptiness is the biggest disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> working the eye, working so hard to realize its own emptiness. Yes. <laughs> and, then, and then being so disappointed because it thought there is something in it for it. Yeah. It will be more... So the eye hopes to the realization of emptiness that it will be not more glorious. Mm -hmm. yeah? yes. It will be the awakened eye. Uh, so that's in different words what they said. Okay. Yeah? That's it? See you tomorrow. We dedicate the merit, merits of this day to the awakening of everyone including ourselves, maybe particular to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, like a little bit focus. Yeah? A little bit focus to, to our awakening. Yeah, and then also, yeah, okay. That's enough. We can also give it away. So tomorrow we uh, continue at 10 o'clock.